0: Do not think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? We're saving the world for the men. I don't think so. He's a liar. To infinity
1: and beyond. on Black smoke.
2: My people are free. This is smarter. Well, hello, Parkview. Welcome to this At The Movies series. And I know what you're thinking. With my sideburns going on, it feels like we should probably be doing the new Elvis movie or something like that this weekend, but we're not doing that. Or maybe we should even be doing the Marvel movie Wolverine. Nope. Don't let these fresh sideburns throw you off. This week, we're going to consider a classic film called the bucket list. Now, this is a story of two people from very, very different walks of life who end up becoming best friends because of some really difficult life circumstances. Edward is played by Jack Nicholson. Carter is played by Morgan Freeman. And their friendship that is forged through pain shows us a really, really powerful picture of the importance of living each and every day that we have to the fullest. Welcome to The Bucket List.
0: It's difficult to understand the sum of a person's life. Some people will tell you it's measured by the ones left behind. Some believe it can be measured in faith. Some say by love. Other folks say life has no meaning at all. I believe that you measure yourself by the people who measured themselves by you. Edward Cole lived more in his last days on Earth than most people managed to wring out of a lifetime. I know that when he died, his eyes were closed, and his heart was open.
2: Name the five presidents whose last names begin with the letter H.
0: H. Warren G. Harding, Rutherford B. Hayes, Herbert Hoover, and the two Harrisons, Benjamin and William Henry. Ah. Thought I'd get you with the double Harrisons. <laughs> Carter. Oh, hi, Jenny. Well, good. My time. What did they say? All right, what does that mean?
1: the cutoff man you see that's the problem with the game today no foundation all the way down the line when we were growing up what are you doing
0: nothing
1: scribbling scribbling what nothing just scribbling Edward uh, how's it going on there dumb question I got the test back I'll just lay it out huh six months I'm a year if we're lucky I mean there is a an experimental program that we've been conducting and I don't want to get your hopes up but I I think you would be an excellent candidate for that I mean it's cutting edge hey doc yes you're blocking my view
0: I just wanted to know how I stand, so. Sure. Um, How about I'll, I'll go take a look at your chart, okay? There was a survey once. A thousand people asked if they could know in advance would they want to know the exact day of their death. 96% of them said no. I always kind of leaned toward the other 4%. I thought it would be liberating, knowing how much time you had left to work with. It turns out it's not.
2: Have you ever gotten a phone call or a text or a diagnosis that changes everything in your life? Have you ever found yourself sitting in a hospital waiting room like this? Some of you know all about that kind of news in your life or in your family the kind of news that rearranges your priorities in a moment and causes you to really reconsider what matters most in life. And that's what happens in this story to Carter and to Edward. These two people are as different as they can be. Edward, again, played by Jack Nicholson, is super wealthy. He chases women. He chases money. But he's estranged from his family, his daughter. He has no meaningful relationships, really, in his life. Carter, who, again, is played by Morgan Freeman, is smart. He's middle class. He's a hardworking guy with an imperfect faith, but really, really strong family relationships. But one day, these two very different men get the very same news, that each of them have just a few months to live. And the very unexpected bond that forms between Carter and Edward as they become hospital roommates, we find that in their shared pain and in these circumstances that they're in comes a powerful story with some incredible truths for us to apply to our lives even today. One of those truths is that our days on this earth are numbered. The brother of Jesus, said it like this in James chapter 4, verse 14. You don't know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You're like a mist that appears for a little while and then it vanishes. So friends, the question is this, what would you do? If, if we're like a mist, if we only appear for a little while and then we vanish, what would you do if you discovered that you only had three or six or Twelve months to live. Uh, sir, I don't mean to sound indelicate, but how do you want me to handle your...
1: Death? Treat it as if it were your own. So leave all the money to my assistant? (laughs) Go get me one of those almond croissants that I like. And don't buy any green bananas. What are you doing? What is this? Give it back. It was on the floor. I didn't know it was a state secret.
0: <clears throat> My freshman philosopher professor signed this. Exercise and forward thinking. He called it a bucket list. We were supposed to make a list of all the things we wanted to do in our lives before we... Kick the bucket. Yeah. Cutesy. Anyway, I wrote down things like make a million dollars, first black president, you know, young man's wishes.
1: Help a complete stranger for the good. Laugh until I cry. Not to be judgmental, but this is extremely weak.
0: It's pointless now
1: I would argue The exact opposite All right, that's it What are you doing? A little rewrite, that's all I mean, don't you want to go out with some guns, blazing Have a little fun? It was not supposed to be about guns blazing or anything like
0: that You're missing a point
1: Driving Mustang Shelby, not bad uh, I got one, all right how about skydiving? Now we're onto something.
0: We are onto something? Uh-huh. Let me see that. Come on. Come in. <laughs> Kiss the most beautiful girl in the world. How do you propose doing that? Get a tattoo. Is that the sum of your ambition? Edward,
1: I've taken bath deeper than you. What's Dr. Holland say? We got months, right? A yeah, year, maybe. You think 45 years went by fast? We could do this. We should do this. No, wait, wait, I can't do this! Sure you can! No, I can't! You're just afraid your shoe won't open and you'll show... At your own funeral as a Denver omelet!
0: No, I'm pretty much just worried the chute won't open! 20,000 volunteers, 22 years to complete this structure. Every square foot designed by the Shah himself. So that's true love. That's true love.
2: Must be nice. When you spend a lot of time with someone, something sort of magical happens, doesn't it? The investment of time actually opens a door for deeper conversations. Now, under normal circumstances, Edward and Carter would have never even likely met. But there comes a time, right, for many of us, when you find yourself close to a person who has a very different view of life than you do. Maybe it's at your work. Maybe someone that you work with that you spend a lot of time around, actually, like dozens of hours a week or hundreds of hours a month. This person that you work with, you work at the very same place, but this person has a very different view on life than you do. They come from a very different background than you do. Or maybe it's at your school. Maybe one or two of your classmates that you're studying with or you're working on a project with, maybe they are from very different backgrounds from you and they were raised in a completely different way than you and they believe very differently than you do. You are no doubt about it around people every single day who have very different views than you. But here's what's true. The more time you spend together with this person, The more likely you are to experience a breakthrough moment where the conversation all of a sudden goes into a deeper relationship. We're told in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 5 the purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. Here's the thing our hearts as human beings, are deep. It doesn't matter your gender, your age, your social circle, your financial position, your relationship status, or even your faith. There is a lot going on in most of our minds and hearts, isn't there? I mean, our minds work overtime. And we don't always feel comfortable sharing everything that is going on in our life with everyone around us. And listen, that's okay. But listen, you also know this is true. The more time you spend with a person, the deeper you wade into the waters of their life, the more and more likely you are to have an opportunity to talk about some of the most important things in this life. And that's exactly what happens with Carter and Edward.
0: It's indescribably beautiful.
1: love flying over the polar cap. Love the
0: desolation. The stars. It's really one of God's good ones.
1: So you think a being of some sort did all this? You don't? You mean... Do I believe if I look up in the sky and promise this or that, the biggie will make all this go away?
0: No. And 95% of the people on Earth
1: are wrong. If life has taught me anything, it's that 95% of the people are always wrong.
0: It's called faith.
1: I honestly envy people who have faith. I just can't get my head around it. Maybe your head's in the way. Carter, we've all had hundreds of these discussions, and every one of them always hits the same wall. Is there a, a sugar plum fairy or not? And nobody has ever gotten over that wall. So, what do you believe? I resist all beliefs. No Big Bang, random universe. We live. We die, and the wheels on the bus go round and round.
0: What if you're wrong?
1: I'd love to be wrong. If I'm wrong, I win.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it works that way.
1: Well, you're not claiming
2: you know something I don't. I just have faith. Now, even if a person claims not to believe in God, they're still betting and believing on something, right? I mean, whether it's fate or chance or the natural laws of the universe, whatever it is, everyone believes in something. And if you put your faith in God, even when the difficult days come, and they will come, you know this, you will find that God is unmoving unchanging, unwavering, right? God is completely trustworthy. God is steady and dependable and faithful. Even on the most difficult days, God doesn't change. But what happens for people who have not placed their faith and hope in God? When the storms and the hard days of life come, they have no anchor for that storm. And they get really worried Because their faith, whatever they have put their faith in, begins to fall apart. And they don't know exactly what to do. And this causes people during difficult days and seasons of pain to actually become very, very open to conversations about faith and about God and about life and about death. And that's why I would say and encourage any of you today who have put your faith and trust in Jesus, if you have put your faith and trust in Jesus, I would encourage you to begin looking for opportunities to engage in conversations with people that really, really matter. Conversations about the big stuff, the real stuff, the important eternal stuff in life. In the Bible, the Apostle Paul says it like this in Colossians chapter four. He says, live wisely among those who are not, believers, and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. Friends, listen, it could be in a park or in a Zoom meeting that you're on or a gas station or a coffee shop or in line at the grocery store. You never know where it's going to be, but if you're a follower of Jesus, keep your heart and keep your eyes open. Because I can promise you, there will be a moment in your life where someone who is struggling with life and death things is going to want to quiz you about your faith. That's because in the midst of uncertain times, they're looking for something that's real, something that's sturdy, a place that they can really put their trust First Peter chapter three says, if someone asks you about the hope you have as a believer, always be pre- prepared to explain it, but do this in a gentle and respectful way. Now, the context of that verse is suffering. You see, when things don't go well, when you're going through tough times in your life, guess what? People are watching you. You know this, right? When you're dealing with the loss of a job, are you're dealing with the loss of a family member, or you're in financial crisis, or you're in the midst of your own health crisis, people are watching you. And if your faith shows up in your life during those difficult days, people might just be con- compelled to ask, where in the world does your hope come from? I mean, how are, how are you so steady in the midst of this storm? <laughs> Why aren't you freaking out with everything that's going on in your life and consumed with worry? And when that happens, you know what? You just might be able to share with them the answer that they've been looking for their entire life by telling them about Jesus. When Jesus was asked, What's the most important thing in this life? He boiled it down to just two things. Matthew chapter 22, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and all of your soul and all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So what's Jesus say? Love God and love people. And that means people who may not look or act or believe just like you. Love them anyway, because God loves them just like he loves you. Now, in the movie, we come to see that Edward has always had a taste for, you know, like the finer things in life, the most expensive things in life. And one of the things that he has spent a lot of money on was his very rare imported coffee. So it was extra sweet for Carter when Edward finally realizes exactly where his extra special, expensive, amazing, unique, imported coffee comes from.
0: You're still drinking that fancy coffee? What?
1: Really? Kopi Luwak is the world's most expensive coffee, though for some it falls under the category of too good to be true. In the Sumatran village where the beans are grown lives a breed of wild tree cat. These cats eat the beans, digest them, and then defecate. The villagers then collect and process the stools. It is the combination of the beans and the gastric juices of the tree cat that give Kopi Luwak its unique flavor and aroma.
0: Cats beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You got got a pin? Give me a pin. Pin.
0: (laughs) It's not finished.
1: It's not a one man deal. I'm afraid it'll.
0: I've gone back and forth the last few days trying to decide whether or not I should even write this. In the end, I realized I would regret it if I didn't. So here goes. I know the last time we saw each other, we weren't exactly hitting the sweetest notes. Certainly wasn't the way I wanted the trip to end. I suppose I'm responsible. And for that, I'm sorry. But in all honesty, if I had the chance, I'd do it again. Virginia said I left a stranger and came back a husband. I owe that to you. There's no way I can repay you for all you've done for me. So rather than try, I'm just going to ask you to do something else for me find the joy in your life. You once said you're not everyone. Well, that's true. You're certainly not everyone. But everyone is everyone. My pastor always says, our lives are streams flowing into the same river towards whatever heaven lies in the mist beyond the falls. Hello, Hello sweetie. Hi. Find the joy in your life, Edward. My dear friend, close your eyes and let the waters take you.
1: Good afternoon. My name is Edward Cole. I I don't know what most people say at these occasions because in all honesty, I... I've tried to avoid them. The simplest thing is I loved him and I miss it. Carter and I saw the world together, which is amazing, when you think that only three months ago we were complete strangers. I hope that it doesn't sound selfish of me, but the last months of his life best months of mine he saved my life and he knew it before i did i'm deeply proud that this man found it worth his while to know me in the end I think it's safe to say that we brought some joy to one another's lives. So one day when I go to some final resting place, if I happen to wake up next to a certain wall with a gate, I hope that Carter's there to vouch for me and show me the ropes on the other side.
0: Edward Perryman Cole died in May. It was a Sunday in the afternoon, and there wasn't a cloud in the sky. He was 81 years old. Even now, I can't claim to understand the measure of a life. But I can tell you this. I know that when he died, his eyes were closed and his heart was open.
2: If I happen to wake up next to a certain wall with a gate, I hope Carter is there to vouch for me and show me the ropes on the other side. Wow. What an intimate look into the deep waters of Edward's life, as he hopes that his friend Carter is going to be there to vouch for him on the other side. If you've placed your faith and your trust in God, listen, friends, you don't have to wonder if someone is going to be there to vouch for you when you make your journey to the other side. Listen, you will have someone vouching for you as soon as your eyes open on the other side and his name is Jesus. In 1 John chapter 2, it says, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins. What does that mean? That means that Jesus vouches for us. Jesus is our advocate on the other side. And listen, you know this, but that is not based upon anything that we have done. Uh, But it's based on the sacrifice that Jesus has made with his own blood that paid for our sins. So what do you do if you knew you only had three or six or 12 months to live? What kind of relational adjustments would you make? Like this week? What kind of spiritual adjustments would you make? Like today? Who would you make peace with? Who would you want to share Jesus with? Listen, Parkview, you might have six months or six years, or 56 years to live. But here's what's true. Life is short. So why not just make those personal, relational, spiritual adjustments today? And listen, if you don't know Jesus today, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. He died for you, and he didn't stay dead, but he rose again. And even right now, right now in this moment, Jesus is in heaven waiting to vouch for you. And if you believe that this is true, why not accept Jesus into your life today? Let's pray together, Parkview. God, thank you so much for your goodness to us, your grace. God, thank you for these lives that you've given us. Some of us may be at a really good point and place in our life right now, and some of us may be in really difficult, challenging circumstances. But God, wherever we are, we know that the life you've given us is a gift, and we also know that it's short. God, I pray for those who know you, who know your son, Jesus, who have hope and trust in him. God, I pray that you would put people and circumstances and conversations into their lives, even this week, in just the regular world that they live in. God, I pray that they would be involved and that they would see conversations where they could offer somebody hope. And that they could take the opportunity to dive into some deeper waters of life and have some conversations about things that really matter. And God, I pray right now for anyone who's watching, who's listening today, who does not know Jesus and never place their faith and trust in him. God, I pray that even right now, as we've been talking and looking at this movie, that you've been speaking to their hearts. And anyone who wants to place their trust in Jesus, realizing that he will vouch for them, stand for them on the other side in heaven, that they can do that today. God, I pray that you would be close to all of us and that we would be able to help bring other people in our world closer and closer to you this week.